You are listening to the Calm Down Podcast, the podcast where candid, thought-provoking, and rare conversations happen while amplifying people's stories around the world. Here, we take it one day at a time and also rant on simple cuts people don't observe or are just oblivious to. I am your host, Viola Ekene. I am an on-air personality, podcaster, YouTuber, and content creator. It's so good to have you listen to episode 44 of the Countdown Podcast. And I am also super excited to announce to you that the Countdown Podcast is now on YouTube. Yes, we are now on YouTube because I realized that some of us love to listen and watch podcasts on YouTube. So I was like, you know what? It's time to take that huge leap by moving into YouTube. So I promise like there's so many beautiful content I have in store apart from the podcast to connect with you more true videos. Okay. So I will be so grateful if you support this podcast YouTube channel by um, subscribing. Let's get to our first hundred subscribers. I'm going to leave a link to the YouTube channel um, in the description of this episode. So definitely do click on it and support by subscribing. That would be so much appreciated. Let's get to our first 100 subscribers. Please, I need you to subscribe. Okay. All right. So you've had so much about the benefits of building an online community around your brand, you know, no matter the brand that you have. And you know, one of the best ways to actually do this is to build an email list right? So while doing this, you not only need an email marketing platform with a friendly creative interface, but one that is reasonably priced, which is why I absolutely love Flowdesk. So with Flowdesk, you have unlimited subscribers just at one monthly price. So even if you have 30,000 subscribers, you don't need to pay more because you have such amount of subscribers. You get to pay the same price. Someone that has 50,000 subscribers also pays, okay? So there is no cheating around here. You also have creative creative freedom with beautiful custom made templates so you don't send boring emails to your subscribers and you know what this translates to this means that your open rates will be high because your emails are not the regular cliche emails that are so boring to read but this time there are beautiful custom templates that you can manipulate you can choose to customize to suit your brand needs okay so these were the benefits that I actually saw with Flowdesk and I decided to port from Mailchimp to Flowdesk you definitely need to give this a try okay and see for yourself. I'll leave a link in the description of this episode you can sign up with. You get one month free trial and after the trial and you choose to upgrade, you get to pay half the price. That is, you get 50% off once you use the link in the description box and you get to pay this half price for every month you upgrade your plan. So that 50% lasts as long as you are on Flowdesk. There's a link in the description box. Definitely give this email marketing platform a try. I just love it so much. It's so easy to use, especially if you're just starting out and I just love everything about it, okay? So um, I got a voice message from one of us from the last episode. Um, this person was reacting to the episode I had with Chinazom Chidolue on, you know, us leveling up our financial game and all of that. So I'm going to play that right now. And thank you so much, Frank, for sending in that voice message. I really do appreciate Kalmas, whenever you listen to an episode of this podcast and you enjoyed it so much, I would really, really do appreciate it if you don't go away with those thoughts of excitement. Please, there's always a link in the description to drop a voice message click on it, drop a voice message, and it will be featured in a subsequent episode of the podcast, just like I am about to feature and play Frank's voice message. 
Okay, hi, Viola. I really enjoyed your last um, episode on the podcast talking about finances. It was really good. Um, I think your, I believe your guest was practical, especially when you came down to the basic salary wage of um, a young um, Nigerian, especially for somebody who is going through NYSE. I really liked that um, scenario, and I liked the fact that she was honest and straightforward and did not try to see, hey, it doesn't matter even if it's five naira, you can break that five naira down into like, um, you know, take out same five cup over here, you can now, you know, put in 10 couple for that, then take out another 50 couple here. You know, she was really practical and um, I really like that. I, I like as, um, as far as investments, I haven't really looked into stocks, but, um, I probably would, you know, look into it and more into like uh, crypto for now. Thank you so much, Frank, for making our time to drop that voice message. It really means so much to me, y'all. Like, whenever you listen to an episode of this podcast and you make our time to drop a voice message, it's like, you know, you dropping a comment on a post you see on social media you like, or you dropping a comment on a post on YouTube. That's what it just literally translates to when you drop a voice message. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. So over to the story on this podcast. This story you're about to listen now is one list with so much much strength like the first time this story was sent to me and I listened I shared it here or two and I was so in awe of how much strength and how much she had to go through right um so the person sharing her story in this episode is Diana Carpenter um she's aged 51 and of course she's going to do all the introduction herself as she starts her story so please I need you to listen to the end this this story is a must listen for everybody. I'll be right back after Diana finishes her story to share my thoughts and chat a little bit more with you. Hi, my name is Deanna Carpenter. I am 51 years old. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. I am Caucasian. I grew up in about the middle of Missouri, uh, but it was far enough south that um, I really didn't have a diverse group of people that I grew up with. In fact, I think my school was 99% white uh, the entire time I was in school there. Um, I am currently employed as an executive assistant at a financial um, strategic tax and cost savings type of business. Um, and then I am also an author, uh, a public speaker, and do marketing and public relations um, on the side. My abuse story uh, begins when I was roughly three years old. My very first memory is of being sexually abused by my brother. He was five years older than me, so I was three, he was eight. We lived in, I guess it would be middle class neighborhood. My mom and my dad were married, but my mom had had my brother when she was a teenager and my dad was not Danny's dad, but I didn't know that when I was growing up. Not that it was a big family secret or anything. I just never, I never realized it growing up. Anyway, 
my my brother sexually molested me from the age of about three until he moved down to my mother's house at the age of 15. So I was between the ages of three and nine, nine and ten, I would say. I was sexually abused by my brother. He, to begin with, couldn't do it every day because my mom and dad were still married. So my mom or my dad were usually home. When I was about seven, my mom left my dad and left us with my dad. Uh, and she <clears throat> went on the road with a truck driver who would ultimately become my stepfather. So my mom and dad got divorced. My mom moved to Arkansas, which was about 500 miles away from where I live, and, and moved down there with him and left us with dad. She would pick us up in the summertime, and we would spend summers and some of our other summer or some of our other school vacations I'm sorry, with my mom down in Arkansas. When my mom left, my dad is when things for me got really bad uh, because my brother, instead of only being able to sexually abuse me every once in a while, it was more of a everyday after school abuse now. He would either be in the bedroom or in the bathroom waiting for me to come home from school. And it was usually um, oral sex or he would have me watch him masturbate. Um, there was never any penetration. He tried that once, and uh, it didn't work. So uh, he only he never tried again. So it, it remained um, just. I say just. That's not right. Um, because it was more than a just. It was. It was. He. It was sexual molestation, it was touching. It was masturbation, forcing me to watch him, um, oral sex, things like that. So it was everything other than penetration. Like I said, it it continued until he moved down with my mom when he turned eighteen. He lived with my mom for six months and actually wound up dying on my birthday birthday that same year. He went to sleep one night and didn't wake up. The coroner never found any reason for him to be dead. There was no, there were no drugs in his system, no alcohol, no met, no underlying medical condition that had never been uh, diagnosed. But now looking back, uh, because this was in 1980 when he passed away, looking back, I believe he had sleep apnea because I do remember a few times of him waking up funny, like joking type of thing. So I thought looking back now, I think that he had sleep apnea, and that's what happened. I don't have any evidence. That's just what I think. Uh, I had about a six month, maybe a year reprieve from any abuse. Um, and then my dad started sexually, molest sexually molesting me. My dad, um, again, it was everything but penetration. So that lasted from about the age of 11 to the age of 18. My dad was a Sunday school teacher in the Catholic Church and a judge in our little town that we lived in. My brother was the apple of everyone's eye. He was the good-looking one. He was the popular one, the smart one, the talented one. Um, he was also an altar boy in the Catholic Church. And given those two things, I never felt like I could um, tell anyone what was going on. I felt that I would not be believed. With my brother, it was more of a, I'm scared to say anything because... 
no one will believe me and then he will hurt me. And by the time my dad started abusing me, I had learned already that I was not worth anything to anyone other than those things that they wanted to do to me. And that um, caused a lot of problems for me in school, in life. I never felt that I was a part of any group. I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I, um, I was too sexualized to be um, on the same level as my peers. So by fourth grade, I was being bullied a lot. Um, when my brother died in fifth grade, a lot of people backed off for a while and um, not that I felt like I had any great friends and that I belonged again or you know people were accepting of me or anything like that uh, I I just wasn't receiving the amount of abuse that I was before when my dad started molesting me in junior high there was a major change in my personality I went from being a really good student teacher's pet um, to not doing any homework and not not that I didn't like my teachers and that my my teachers didn't like me, but I didn't have that same um, academic feeling that I had had in elementary school. And I'm I'm not sure why, because even I, I was being bullied even in elementary school. I mean, I didn't know life without bullying for a very long time. Um, but in junior high, it changed even more because it was my dad doing these things to me now. And um, it was different as well. Um, it, it affected me differently. I started hating um, taking a shower. I wouldn't do any kind of personal hygiene for weeks at a time. Um, I withdrew from um, even the small social life that I had had before. My handwriting changed, my grades changed, my attitude changed, and no one questioned these changes. No one um, cared to investigate why I had this sudden change. Why was I coming to school with knots the size of a rat's nest in my hair? Why was I 80 pounds um, when I was five foot three inches tall and everybody else was definitely more filled out than I was? Uh, why did I not participate in classes and things like that? Like, why didn't I do these things? And, um, and it amazes me. It amazes me that no one, not one person in my life question anything that was going on not any question anything um and so uh so that's that's pretty hard to to deal with even today and i think even more so today um because i have kids of my own and i've worked in schools and i've um I've been that person to pick up the phone and call and say something isn't right. And I can't understand why not one person in my life back then didn't do the same for me. 
Um, because what happened was you have this little girl who her entire life has been treated and taught that she is nothing but a sexual object for people to use. Even my mom would say things to me that were just devastating. Um, she told me I was ugly, that I would never be as pretty as my cousin. When my parents split up, I had the opportunity to be in a musical um, when I was in, I think it was going into sixth grade, something like that. And I um, had to audition. I actually got cast in this play that I could have done. It was going to be a musical. And instead of supporting me, my mom um, gave me a guilt trip that any Jewish or Italian mother would be proud of. It was horrible. And I wound up not doing the play and going and spending the entire summer with my mother. I wonder to this day if my life had been, if I had done that play, if I had been given that experience and opportunity if anything in my life would be different, anything would have been different, but we'll never know. What I do know is that being sexualized and abused at such a young age and for the amount of years that I was set me up for predators to just beast off in high school. I would always wind up with the biggest jerks that did not treat me well. I had married men who were adults and I was still a child take advantage of me. I I thought that I was such a horrible person that I deserved to be married to someone who would beat me so badly that I would have to go to the hospital. That had such little regard for me that he would allow me to be bought by other men and used and abused. I have huge chunks of my life that I have no memories of. Time is different for me. I figure out the timing of things by what my abuse was when a certain event happened. So, for instance, um, when Reagan was shot, it's like, oh, when, when did that, how old was I when that happened? Oh, yeah, I was being abused by my dad. So, this is when it happened. Um, but at the same time, I have just chunks of my memory, my life, of things I, and they aren't, they aren't always like bad things. I went to one of my high school reunions and one of the guys that I hung out with for a while, um, we were talking about our senior year of high school and I really don't remember most of my senior year of high school. And he was talking about one time when we um, were hanging out and doing things and I have absolutely no recollection of it, don't have any rec- recollection of times that other people remember so well. Um, and I'm not talking about, oh, I forgot my fifth birthday party. I'm talking about serious events and serious time lapses. When I was married to my first husband, who was extremely abusive, I can't remember how long we were together because so much of that time I can't remember. I remember that we 
met in the summer going into fall of uh, 89 and then got married in February of 90. And then I just have little pieces of memories about things that happened while I was with him and most of it's gone and I can't remember um, like at what point did I finally leave him? Like what year was that? How long were we together? How long did we stay at this place? or that place or it's crazy it's so crazy I can't remember people's names that I met while I was with him I um it's tough one thing that has helped though is um is talking about it and putting up about it and writing about it I have several failed relationships and marriages behind me. My last one is the father of my children. We were really good friends, got married, and we were married for 17 years. Or I, I say we, we were married for 17 years. We were actually married for longer than that. We were actually separated emotionally for a much longer time than we were physically separated. Um, but for the first time in my entire life, I have my own place, my own car, my own money, my own stuff. I am responsible for all of it. Um, I have a good job. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and I'm slowly working on a doctorate degree. I have two amazing kids who are so self-assured and have a great start to life thank goodness um i have some really good friends though i haven't been able to see them because of covid um i i'm just i have a great boyfriend who has been so supportive during all of this um but the main thing that i want other survivors to know is that there's life after trauma you have to fight for it you have to hurt for it you have to cry for it but in the end the life that you get to live after all that can be absolutely amazing but you have to to put yourself through hell first. You have to face those demons of your past that still cling to you like moss on a tree. You have to be willing to fight for it and cry and get all those emotions out that we've stuffed for so long and face all those things that happen to us. But when you do, and you do it in a supportive setting, the life that you can lead is amazing. And survivors need to know that they're not alone. There are so many other survivors out there that are willing to meet you and talk to you and listen to you and support you. And that's what you need. You need to find that support group of other survivors that can relate to your struggle. Because I think that when you do that, that's when you really start healing because you're able to face up to some of the things that you've gone through. And you have, you have to be willing to forgive yourself. Not that you did anything wrong to be forgiven. You need to forgive yourself because you feel guilty for the things that you had to do in order to survive. And the truth is that you had to do those things to survive. Forgive yourself. Had you been in a different place 
in time and the abuse hadn't been happening, you would not have been doing anything bad that you had to do when you were fighting for your survival. So start with forgiving yourself. Start with looking inward and loving yourself. Find a way to love yourself and reach out to other survivors. Um, there's a whole network of support out there you want it badly enough um, you can find it especially with social media the way it is um, there's survivors groups all over facebook twitter even um even tiktok now so um get that support get that therapy work on yourself focus on yourself don't focus on who did what to you because then they're still sucking your soul and sucking your energy and sucking your life out of you um yes they should be punished and if you are going through that process unfortunately you do still have to focus somewhat on your abuser but don't waste your time on them if you don't have to and understand that some of us will never see justice in a courtroom but trust me when i say there are different types of justice um and one way or another um, it seems that justice does come for those people as well and you are stronger than you know than you believe and survivors have such a capacity to still want love and acceptance and careful that you don't fall into the same traps of wanting so badly to be loved and accepted that you give the wrong person the opportunity to love you. Make sure that you still protect yourself. Um, and and again, the best support that you can find is other survivors. You uh, Google the survivor memoirs or look for the Facebook page or Twitter page and Instagram. Um, it's a great group of men and women who are the most supportive people I've ever met. And I've actually never actually met them except for Zoom um, because, you know, COVID. So um, there's also a, a huge group on Twitter that um, are phenomenal. You just need to, to search for them. Um, if you do a search for, you know, um, CSA for child childhood sexual abuse, you'll find them. Um, domestic abuse and domestic violence, if you search those, you'll find them. But they're out there and they can help and they can support you. But you, it all starts with you. It's not going to be easy and, and you need the support. Um, but you also need to go through the pain of purging all of that guilt and fear and anger and hatred and self-hatred and self-loathing and blaming yourself. Um, you need to, to be able to get rid of all of because once you do, I'm not saying it magically goes away and that um, everything is kittens and rainbows, but I will say that once you are able to say and believe that it wasn't your fault and you believe in yourself and you love yourself and that you are deserving of love and a good life and happiness, then you know that you've healed and honestly, that's the best revenge that you can have um, toward your abuser is is truly, truly, truly living a happy and good life and, and believing in yourself and thriving despite their trying to break you. Kaumas, Diana is so brave. Um, I don't even know how to react to this story, but Diana has just said it all towards the ending to any survivor or anyone going through the same thing that she had gone through for almost all her life. Um, 
Thank you so much, Diana. I really appreciate your courage to come forward and share your story. I know that the person listening to this right now has been inspired in so many ways. Thank you so much. Guys, if you want to connect with Diana, which I highly recommend that you do, you can find Diana on Instagram at Emerging from the Dark, on Twitter at Emerge from Dark, Facebook at Emerging from the Dark, and TikTok at Emerge from Dark. I'm going to link all her socials in the description so that you can definitely go and give her a follow and connect with her and also she talked about a memoir where she also shared her story guys you can pre-order the survival memoirs book her story and that of other survivors are in that book i'm going to leave a link to the website in the description the website is www.thesurvivalmemoirs.org i'm going to also leave the link in the description so that you can check it out and pre-order um thank you so much diana for sharing your story it's it's so it's so inspiring it's, it's all shades of beautiful really and if you you have anything that you'd love to um say if you what are your thoughts calmers um what do you have to say about this episode i just really want to hear your thoughts honestly because um this story is is so deep and it's so inspiring so if you want to drop a voice message please there's a link in the description to drop a voice message it will be featured in the next episode of this podcast okay and i really also wanted to let you know that you're just amazing and you're doing absolutely well honestly so before we go I also quickly wanted to plug you into something. I get a lot of questions from um, people and maybe you've, you know, you're, you've always been wondering how it's done on how I am able to create audiograms like snippets of episodes of this podcast that I post on the podcast social media handles, you know, with the little wave theme moving up and down on it. So the platform that I use is called Wave, okay? W-A-V-V-E. So with Wave, what I like about Wave is that you'll be able to make audiograms easily and it's so much better than head headliner for me. Honestly, when I started my podcast, I tried headliner. I found it a little bit complicated. That was why I put it to Wave immediately. And with Wave, it makes it so easy to make custom audiograms for your podcast. So I first designed my templates on Canva and then I create the audiograms on Wave. Okay. And another feature again that I really love that they do is that you can also add text in your audiograms. So you know those kind of audiograms where someone is talking and what they're saying is like literally being translated. You can also do that with Wave. So I have a link for you to sign up in the description of this episode. You can definitely check them out. And their monthly subscriptions are reasonably priced. They're not expensive. They're really cheap. In fact, that was one of the main reasons too that I decided to go to Wave because their prices weren't outrageous like the others I saw. So yeah, I hope that answers your question and you can sign up with a link in the description of this episode. So if you love this episode and if you love this podcast in general, please, I need you to do me a favor. On that podcast app you're listening, subscribe, drop a review and rate this podcast. Now, what this actually does is that it helps me reach more people to listen to these amazing stories that you've been listening on this podcast. So basically, it increases our visibility and I'll really appreciate it if you do subscribe, okay? And if you want to also support this podcast, you can do that by becoming a patron. I have a link to our patron in the description or you can support on a monthly or recurring basis on Anchor or Shukran. So with your support, this podcast, we can 
of course elevate um we can get new microphones get a new studio setup because i'm looking at um getting to a point where we can be able to afford you maybe like a studio and then we have walking guests coming to share their stories because almost all of them are re recorded virtually so yeah your support means a lot and it will of course be appreciated and do not forget to follow us on social media i'm going to have the links again in the description of this episode so like i said earlier if you love this episode please share it of course if you don't share i'm not judging but why wouldn't you share it okay i just judged but <laughs> just share this episode with your friends and of course be sure to be back here next week wednesday for episode 45 featuring another amazing story laced with so much strength um beauty and tenacity i'm going to see you in episode 45 and i want you to know that no matter what you're going through right now you can definitely rise above it all and diana just you know is a perfect example of that and will forever be an inspiration to me Thank you so much for listening to this point and I love you. Bye.